Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Well, it's been a very unusual budget uh, in two ways. One, um, no budget, uh, no government in the last 20 years has had so much money available, a wall of money to deploy. And at the same time, I don't think any government had the expectation to be met from people who genuinely are in desperate fear of the rising cost, particularly of energy, and the fact that they literally don't know how they're going to get through the winter, heating their homes, paying their food bill. Those who are paying rent or mortgages um, are desperately looking for relief. So the challenge to the government was to deploy the very considerable amount of money they had in a fair way uh, to ensure that everybody was given back a reassurance that they could make it through the dark days that are definitely coming. Um, In truth, um, I suppose there's two elements to what the government did. In core expenditure, they spent just under 7 billion euros. And then they had these once-off measures of just over 4 billion euros. So it was a very big amount of money in total. But in the... Pull away the once-off measures and look at the core expenditure. Um, I think people will be disappointed, uh, particularly those who are on fixed incomes dependent. For example, pensioners, uh, people on social welfare, uh, people who can't adjust their income. What they get from the state is all they're going to get. And everybody had said in advance, you need a 20 euro a week increase just to stand still, not to get it extra money in your pocket, but just to take away the pain of increased prices this uh, coming winter. And the government decided not to do that, but to give them 12 euros. Uh, So the basic pension, the basic social welfare rates will rise by 12 euros next January, which will not meet the additional cost of living. Uh, And people will be definitively and demonstrably poorer as a result. Now, the government... Uh, in their defence, will say, well, we're deploying a whole lot of once-off measures. And once-off measures are exactly that. They will cushion um, people between now and Christmas. But into the new year, those once-off measures are gone. Mm. And the weekly income, the monthly income that pensioners and social welfare recipients are getting will be below the rate of inflation. It has been and broadly think, welcomed in certain quarters, Brendan. Uh, what positives do you see in it? Obviously, you do see positives because, I mean, one of the headlines is that the opposition have left with just scraps to make a meal of Pascal sets out a feast. So there, it is being widely welcomed in a number of circles. What positives do you see in it? Well, it, it is in as much as you have, as I said, a wall of money to deploy and no Minister for Finance or Minister for Public Expenditure in living memory has had that amount of money to spend. So they certainly lashed out a lot of money, so a lot of money are satisfied. But the the question then is, is that done fairly? And you just look at the tax side of it, for example. Um, If you are an earner earning between 25 and 35,000 euros a year, um, a modest income, but an awful lot of people are on that, you benefit from the government's decisions yesterday to the tune of 191 euro a year. But if you're uh, earning more than 40,000 and up to 100,000 or more, you earn, you will get an additional 831 euro. So your benefit at the top of the income scale is four times 
your benefit at the bottom. Uh, so I think you have to look at right. um, the fairness of the budget. Um, and as I said, there's a lot of elements to it, a lot that I would certainly welcome. Like what? Um, what, what do you welcome? Well, I, I mean, there's a, the, the whole notion of, of, of giving um, additional payments to people to cushion the blow um, are good in and of themselves between now and, uh, uh, and Christmas, because otherwise, literally, people wouldn't have been able to afford uh, to fill the oil tank or uh, turn on the, the, the heating uh, or buy the, the, the coal that they need. So that was welcome. But they are, as I say, um, the once-off bullet payments. Now, you're going to get a double payment uh, twice between now and Christmas if you're a social welfare benefit uh, uh, receiver. And that's a good thing, uh, a very welcome thing. It's something uh, we had argued for. Uh, so uh, in that sense, uh, you know, some of the money was deployed well. The problem is in the core expenditure. Uh, the things that are permanent uh, will not lift people out of poverty and will not um, cushion the right. poorest uh, against the blows of inflation uh, that, that are on their way. There's so many areas you and I could look at, and over the coming days and months and weeks, we'll look at all these various areas. But I just want to go back to something I discussed with Minister James Brown a short while ago. And I heard a very interesting debate on national airwaves about this as well. The free GP care to be extended to 420,000 people under a widening of the free GP care eligibility scheme from next April. Now, this is not set in stone. And I'm just curious as to what sort of response we get from GPs here locally and nationally to this. What do you make of this? because this is another crisis we're living with at the moment. How are they going to get this well, across the line? Well, again, I have two responses. Uh, firstly, uh, I'm very much in favour of all children having access to free GP care, because I don't think that um, some, a family, a mother, a father, uh, should be desperately worried about the health of their child and unable to afford the price of bringing them to a GP. So we need to have access to GPs. But the critical issue is to have sufficient GPs. Now, I have been in conversation with a number of Wexford GPs right across the county over the last um, number of months, in fact. And there is an, a, a, an unseen crisis brewing. We have, we have insufficient number of doctors um, who are under enormous stress now to cope with the population increase that is there, that is real and that is welcome. Uh, and they are many of them uh, at the edge of burnout. I've talked to several of them. They can't uh, take days off to go to family events. If they're sick themselves, um, they have no cover. They can't get locum cover. And the pressure of work is such that many of them, particularly if they're getting into the uh, age bracket close to retirement, are thinking of bringing retirement early because they just cannot cope with the type of pressures that are there. So if you're going to announce, and I very much welcome it, a significant increase in access to free GP care, the first thing you have to do is to ensure that you have adequate general practitioners to deliver that. There's no point in making the announcement. You have an entitlement. If all you have is an entitlement to join a very long queue and be weeks, as is happening in Britain right now, be weeks waiting to get a doctor. Or, as I also know, people moving into the county who are contacting my office and I'm sure James Brown and everybody else's office, who simply cannot get on a GP list um, because they are already at capacity. And that's not only true of doctors. Uh, I met with the, the pharmacist union last week, and they, um, there's a shortage of, of pharmacists, 
There's a shortage of specialists in physiotherapy, in occupational therapy, in all these medical disciplines. Uh, and what I would have loved to have heard yesterday, uh, in tandem with saying, yes, we're going to increase eligibility, which is a financial um, commitment, there should also be a manpower commitment to saying we're going to do two things. One, greatly expand the training programs so that we have more doctors, more nurses, more specialists in uh, occupational therapy, physiotherapy, um, all the, the disciplines that are lacking right now. And at the same time, in the short term, to have a measure to bring people home because there are thousands of qualified Irish um, medical specialists in all these disciplines across the world who would love to come home if they're given the proper support and treatment uh, and would know that they're coming home to an environment where they won't be exploited and where they will have decent uh, working conditions. That's really what I'd be pressing with the government uh, in the coming days and weeks because if we don't have adequate specialists to deliver health care into the future, there's no point in pretending uh, that we're going to ex- extend eligibility to people where those facilities simply do not exist. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.